Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. On August 8, 2004, over the Kinsey Street Bridge in Chicago, a tour bus belonging to the Dave Matthews Band <laughs> dumped an estimated 800 pounds of human waste from the bus's backwater tank onto the passenger sightseeing boat Chicago's Little Lady sailing across the Chicago River below. Hello and welcome to Little Marty, the only podcast on the internet dedicated to covering the works of Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy the Butcher. Ooh, spooky. Are you gonna is your name gonna get spookier? Uh, as we get closer to Halloween. Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, but not. I won't change the 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 actual name. I'll, what I'm gonna do is just say it spookier every time. Say it spookier. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. gonna have to start bringing an extra pair of pants to these uh, recordings, just yeah, in case. Two or three. Bring two or three yeah. pairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, um. I was just really trying to come up with a good Dave Matthews uh, band joke before my introduction, and I really couldn't come up with one, but I guess something about crash into me, maybe that bus should have crashed into the Hudson. I don't know. Um, maybe some ants should have marched, marched. Yes. onto it. That could have, that could be good. Um... I guess, uh, you know, this is now the um, third Sandler-Dave collab. <laughs> collab, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I should say, Jeremy, what, every once in a while, um, my, uh, I will be reminded of, of, a, of one of my just classic stand-up comedy jokes that um, got, you know, several laughs okay. uh, over the years. And one of them was... Uh, I was. It was. It was something like I had a. I had a. I had a big weekend. I, w- or I had a. Uh, hold on a second. Let me get this right. Oh, I. Uh, I. It's. It, it's something along the lines of like uh, I just went on a vacation and I rented an Air DMB. <laughs> it was terrible. I went in and the place there were ants marching all over the place. Oh, that's something like that. That's really good. Yeah, it's not bad. That's like actually that's a that's a great joke actually. Uh, although I will say did it when you said it did it take people a second to kind of get it? Like uh they had to put DMB together with ants marching. Yeah, you know, I, li- I I'd like to think that that's what <laughs> that, that, that's why the reaction was so uh you know, tepid, quiet, mild. But, yeah. I don't know, man. That I love that joke. That joke's really good actually. Uh and I'm not just saying that cuz you're my friend. Because a little little backstory for the listeners, we're not friends, actually, Eric and I. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. You think we, we're uh, friends, but we're actually mortal enemies. So for me to say this to him, pretty big deal. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how we ended up doing a podcast together, by the way, because we both also hate movies. Right, it was court-ordered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, court-ordered podcasting. Yeah. Boy. Wait, Eric, uh, 
what else? Oh, I also wanted to bring up for the listener, you might be a little confused. You're like, just go with it? I guess I'll just go with this episode, but I thought you guys were going to cover another Scorsese film. Isn't it that time of the week? And uh, the answer is no. We have to double up on Sandler's now. Congratulations, folks. We did it. We finally got yeah. to this is the nexus of <laughs> Marty and Adam. And uh, now for every two Adams, there's going to be a Marty. Um, yeah, we should have done something like this with the Andersons probably. Because <laughs> the burnout, you know, you know the like, what's it called? Like the burnout rate or whatever was high. Yeah. Towards the end there. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about how this is going to go from here on out because last week we did Grown Ups, which was pretty good. Like, Eric, I think you rated it a little higher than I did. I rated it at, I ranked it at a, uh, let me remind myself here, at a two. I think you ranked it a little higher. Uh, sure. This one, I don't like as much as Grown Ups. <laughs> and uh, I, it makes me nervous about the weeks to come. Are you in it to win it with me? Or... Are we going to, or do you see yourself sort of having to like gouge out your eyes and ears? I mean, where, where how are you I, feeling? I'm not going to bail on Sandler, I okay, don't think. Okay, great, great. I don't think. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, you know, Jeremy, <laughs> the, the good news is, is that we always have, you know, even if we have to watch a bad Sandler, we're always watching something good over on the Patreon, aren't we? Mm, that's right. Yeah, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy, as I've been told. Yes. Wait, tell the people uh, what kind of freaking weird stuff they could find over at that website. It is the Summer of Horror. Can you believe it? Summer of Horror. We've covered the likes of films uh, such as, I still know what you did last summer, and... um. You know, besides that, we were covering the Coen Brothers until the the summer horror-themed uh, month hit. Uh, we cover a lot of stuff over there. We really let our hair down. Uh, you know, I got to say, Eric, I, I'm doing a really bad job pitching it this week. <laughs> Not yeah, making well, it how, sound super exciting. <laughs> how about this? You go to that website. You put, you, you put a $5 uh, coin into your laptop. Right. <laughs> And you immediately get access to, I want to say, three years worth of oh yeah bonus uh, content, ranging from uh, you know our series on Tales from the Crypt, um, our fa- Patreon fan requests, uh, a whole bunch of random weird episode ideas we've had over mm-hmm. the years, and uh, you know what, Jeremy, I don't think either of us had, have said this before, but I'm just gonna say it. We let our hair down on that. Oh on those Patreon yeah, episodes. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, it's something. Uh, when I'm in my head, when I'm thinking about the Patreon episodes, I I sort of refer to them uh, as sort of the supplemental material to the <laughs> yes. main show. Yes, that is something that you've uh, you've you've called it before. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, it's a good time over there. I really enjoyed doing the Patreon shows. Um, re- really, it's it, you know it's a little break from the main feed, and we get into some pretty heavy stuff over there. It's a lot of a lot of crying, 
on the Patreon. A lot of uh, screaming, a lot of uh, catharsis. You know, I'm really doing a bad job pitching it this week, Eric. I'm really making it sound like it's a bad time, but it ain't a bad time. You know, it's a it's a good time, right? It's a great time <laughs> if you like screaming and pain, crying and, and pain. <laughs> You know, Jeremy, I got to say, though, uh, going back to the Sandler thing, um, you know, the two Sandler movies in a row, if you're listening to this episode and you're surprised that we're covering um, Just Go With It instead of the next Marty movie, that's on you. We talked about it at the end of uh, the last episode. So maybe you should, you know, maybe rethink your approach to listening to our podcast and perhaps... Keep that thing rolling until the end. Yeah, that's right. And do it or, or we'll kick your ass. Right, Eric? We stand by that that's, still? <laughs> we will kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, SoundCloud actually gives you the addresses mm-hmm. of uh, your listeners. Right. So, And we kind of pull like a Jay and Silent Bob at the end of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back where they go to all of the movie poop shoot contributors houses and just <laughs> kick their asses at the end yeah i forgot that that's what that was called <laughs> movie poop shoot yeah yeah well uh jeremy we are talking about the movie just go with it and <laughs> yes. hold on i have to shift from the you know there's an entire wikipedia page dedicated to the dave matthews chicago river incident mm. All right, so this is from 2011, Jeremy, this movie, and uh, I got to imagine, you know, it's 11 years old. You've probably seen Just Go With It a couple times at this point, right? Uh, this movie? Yeah. No, I mean, this it's is been my first while. Uh, viewing of this movie, actually. This is also 2011. It feels like the movie we did last week was a 2012 movie. Are we going backwards in time? I mean, I know it can't what be, did we, but... I, oh, yeah, we did Grown Ups. Like, <laughs> Grown Ups yeah. was definitely before this, but it just feels like it's taken forever to uh, go through the years. Uh, Sandler, hardworking individual, God bless him, does, I guess, a couple movies a year, probably. Um, and, sure. uh, yeah, wow. Like, uh, I've never seen this movie. To be honest with you, I don't remember this movie coming out. I don't remember anything about it. I... Uh, Somehow, it's still made $215 million off of its $80 million budget. I don't know how Sandler does it, because this movie is a kind of a rough ride, a little bit. Yeah, it's not great. And I, I mean, it is... I, I understand why how this movie would make a bunch of money. Um, you know, Jennifer Aniston, Adam Sandler. I feel like... Uh, this movie is one of those, like, I don't know, maybe the script was flying around for a while and it's just like an excuse to, it's just like the, the, the concept of like Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston together in a movie, like is the movie, you know what I mean? And it just, it's something that obviously people are going to pay money for whether or not it's, it's good. I guess um, it. I don't think it did particularly well. Um, I mean, right. even though I mean, I mean, uh, definitely critically, it was rated one of the top worst movies of 2011. Oh yeah. Also, but I think also like, um, it gross. Like it's I, Wikipedia sometimes is tricky because I think this was also considered a little bit of a flop. Um, but 
but it did get its money back and lots, lots more eventually. But you know, it's in other territories and and stuff. So I, I, I it's hard to really tell. But yeah, this is not one that I have. You seen this before? Funny story. I was um, hanging out with my family at some point. It might have been like over the holidays or something. And we were flipping through cable and the last like quarter of an Adam Sandler movie was on and we watched the rest of it. And it was this movie. So while I was watching this movie, it got to the part where um, Dave Matthews and Sandler and all them are, are... out to dinner or whatever before the, you know, the the like stage show talent show thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I saw that and I was like, Oh great. I've already seen this part. I can stop watching (laughs) (laughs) because I've already seen the end. So, uh, yeah, I, I've seen one fourth of this movie. Yeah. You had seen it the last fourth, which, um, well in your memory, how did the, that fourth hold up? Is the last four? Well, here's the thing: the is I was like, I was like watching it with my family and stuff, and you know, it's like a, it's like a Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston, right? Sort of family friendly, funny, you know, rom y kind of thing. There were some chuckles going on, you know. We sure. enjoy, we enjoyed ourselves, but uh, as a like Eric watching a movie alone in, in his apartment, kind of a movie. Absolutely not. <laughs> not, yeah, right. not something I would ever sit and watch by myself, uh, unless I'm doing a podcast about it. Right. Yeah. Um. Great. Great stuff. Yeah. Are you even a rom com fan, Jeremy? Absolutely. Yeah, I actually am. I love rom coms. I'm actually writing a rom com right now. Um, and uh, I, I guess the genre to me though, there's a lot of bad ones for sure. Um, but you know, I think I respect the genre. I think it's a good genre. I think it's fun. I think it's, I think it's one of the few genres that the point of it is not to be challenging at all. Like, right. The point of a rom-com is to be funny and romantic and sweet. And you don't really have to have another agenda other than that. And I think that's kind of cool, you know, because other films like comedies and dramas and horror, you know, usually... You're you got a lot of stuff baked in there, a lot of layers. But it's just funny because there's like the there's this expectation of what's going to happen at the end of the movie, and right. that every rom com seems to like fulfill that expectation. <laughs> and it's sort of like how good can the actual writing of this and the performances be um, to make this different than every other you know rom com out right. there. That's right. And I think like uh, in rom-coms too, um, they don't write themselves, but like you kind of were saying, like the um, the structure of a rom-com is the same every time. It can only ever go one of two ways. They end up together or they don't. And, um, you know, nine times out of ten, I would say, they end up together, The the whoever's romming in the rom-com. But, you know, I've seen some rom-coms where they don't end up together. Those are cool too, you know? But that's that's about as challenging as you can get. That's about as subversive as you can really get. Is oh, the couple didn't end up together, or one of them died. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, and uh, uh, Sandler is interesting because he treats all of his movies like they're rom coms. Like they're all structured kind of like a rom com for the most part. 
Like, uh, like his endings usually feature him and the love interest getting together, having kids and a family and a house. You know, we've, we've mentioned it before in the show. So, yeah, I, I definitely can't wait to get into this movie because it, it, it really, there was some, it, I did find it interesting. Um, like, I think Sandler and Jennifer Aniston have great chemistry. And I actually really love Jennifer Aniston in this movie. I think she's really great. I actually think Sandler isn't too bad. I think he's pretty good, too. Uh, for me, what put the nail in this coffin is the Nick Swartzen. Like Nick Swartzen, who I who <laughs> really? I like, yeah, who I who I like is a you know we I think he's very funny. We both do. He ruined this movie for me. Like his character <laughs> ruined this movie for me. He's not funny at all, and like I just don't know what they're thinking with some of this because I, I'll, I'll say like a lot. Some of the jokes really work really well, and I found myself laughing at them. And some of them I just made me uncomfortable. Like I don't get his character or what he's doing, all this stuff that he's saying in front of all the kids was so made me so uncomfortable in not a good way. Um, but yeah. And then, yeah, for sure. And then the, the premise of the movie is also a little uncomfortable, you know, older guy trying to date this like really young (laughs) lady, and uh you know so it's like but you know we're not supposed to think he's a scumbag apparently eric uh this is a remake did you know that really yeah when uh when was the original the original wa- was uh in uh, 1969 by the title of cactus flower was the name of the uh, original it was starring okay. walter Matthau uh as uh-huh. as the adam sandler character uh, Ingrid Bergman, famous, uh, you know, Hollywood starlet Ingrid Bergman as the Jennifer Aniston, and um, and, and the Brooklyn Decker part, uh, the Palmer Dodge part, was played by a young Goldie Hawn back in the day. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if that one was funny or not, I, it, or was it? More- it looks funny. <laughs> All right. It also looks like a classic, if that makes sense. Like this is like gotcha. a classic Hollywood movie. Uh, the poster is very funny. Uh, it has a it has a picture of uh, Goldie Hawn in like a hippie outfit and a little bubble going like a like a comic book word bubble going to her that says "Cactus Flower has flower power." <laughs> you know, we might have to do an episode. Yeah, I wouldn't actually mind watching this. This looks really good. Um, but uh, neither here nor there, that's not this movie. This movie is, um, I, I guess, a little different. Just a little bit. Um, so <laughs> another Dennis Dugan joint, Jeremy. Yes. And we, we don't even have to remind the listeners that... Uh, Denny Dukes, um, he was in a bunch of Sandler movies in like small roles, and then he directed Grown Ups, Jack and Jill, Grown Ups 2. Man, we got a lot of Dennis Dugans coming up. I know. He did hey, direct Saving Silverman. Yeah, and Big he, yes, that's right. He also directed Jack and Jill, which you just mentioned, the same year as this movie. So they worked together on two separate movies together. Oh, man. The same. <laughs> we were- year i forgot about jack and jill i might have to go back on my statement about not bailing on sandler (laughs) he was nominated for a golden raspberry award for worst director on both (laughs) movies 
That means Do you think that's movies. fair? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Is it fair to like give a director like worst director? I don't know. Like how do you pinpoint I don't even know if it's necessarily fair like those types of rewards for acting are are even necessarily that fair. Cuz I think so much of acting is like the environment that you're in and the direction that you're given that you're given, you know? Although I did see, uh, what's the movie, um, man, what, what is the, uh, I can't even remember her name, the Jason, uh, Olivia Wilde movie that everyone's, uh, up in arms about with, oh um, yeah, don't worry, dog, Harry, the Harry Styles, like, absolutely terrible <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, clip, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there are some exceptions, I guess, but I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I've always felt weird about these like Razzies and like you're the worst. It just it's okay to like have a podcast where you rip on people for being bad in <laughs> movies, or you rip on Paul W S Anderson, but to, or uh, I'm sorry, Paul. Yeah, Paul W S Anderson. Um, but to have like an award, like you're the worst director of the year. I don't think right. that's very nice right. or fair. No, 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 no. Um, I well, I mean, uh, to be honest, it's it's mean spirited, but like it's you know, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea, man. I yeah, it's mean spirited a little bit. And, but if I was running the Golden Razzies, I definitely would have picked the worst one of the two films and nominated everyone for that, as opposed to nominating Adam Sandler for both movies. I mean, okay, but here's the thing, though. They're nominated, like Adam Sandler and Nick Swartzen were both also nominated for Worst Actor and Worst Supporting Actor. Adam Sandler actually won the Golden Raspberry for Worst Actor uh, for this film. Um, Now, here's the thing, though. People are pissed at this point (laughs) at Sandler, and I think rightfully so. I think, and and, and the the more I learn about these movies and the more I'm watching them, I get it. What they're angry at is that Sandler is literally shitting out movies. He's literally like, and we know this. We know that he used these movies as a way to get him and his SNL buddies little vacations on the side. And then they would make a movie during the course of it and it would be absolutely terrible. And so for longtime fans of Sandler, they were like irritated. And then just the rest of the world who's like has to watch these movies, like let's say for review, right? They're like, what is going on? (laughs) Like, these are, you know, there's low effort, and then there's these, which are really uh, just rough, rough stuff, rough to get through. Um, uh, This is definitely we're in the slump. We're officially in it. You know, we we had a we. I I wonder if Grown Ups is going to be kind of the last kind of good Sandler we get for a minute now. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even gotten into the Netflix. Stuff. stuff yeah which some of that to be fair i actually enjoy a little bit like sandy wexler i think is good but uh yeah but yeah so anyway one of those episodes where it's hard for me because it's just like man i'm like a guy that's given me so much laughter over know, the years i know and so much joy but you just got to be honest and say like this movie is not good but here's the thing though we know how this ends right he does come back Hubie Halloween does get made. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like we're, and it's not, this ain't forever. This is, there, there, this is a period of time. 
that sure. is particularly low. But you're right. I think it is important to just say to say how we feel. Like I'm not I'm not um like I uh, gratuitously going to shit on this movie. You know what I mean? Like I it make, it doesn't bring me any pleasure to like do the YouTube clickbait thing of just like you know really reaming this movie. It's it it but you know, I'm not going to pretend it's good. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, uh, we got we got a pretty good cast. In theory, this should be a pretty all right movie. We've got Sandler, Aniston, Brooklyn Deck, Deck, Decker, uh, Nicole Kidman, Swardson, yes. <laughs> um, Dave Matthews, Rachel Kevin Dratch, Nguyen, Rachel Dratch, Heidi Montag. Were you ever attracted to Heidi Montag? Um, who is she? A model here on the list. Wait, how do you spell her name? Heidi Montag. Oh, there we go. Yeah, she was. Uh, she's a. She's a like a. She's from the hills. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I never watched the hills though. Sure, sure. I always heard those things had eyes. Okay, now we're talking. Uh, Alan Covert well, is in this movie. Keegan Michael Key. Has a has a little bit part in the movie. You know, despite all the negative critical reception, Jeremy Nicole Kidman did say she had a good time. I I think Nicole Kidman and Dave Matthews are good in the movie. I actually think they're yeah kind of funny. Yeah. I, I don't mind them at all. I do think Dave Matthews is kind of a funny like yeah. he he like looks funny. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like when they're doing the coconut thing, he he yes. just looks kind of like an airhead sort of guy. Right. Um, but she said, mainly because although she is Australian, she got to work in her birthplace of Hawaii, which she left when she was four, and because her parents from Australia were able to spend time with her and her children while she was working. So it has nothing to do with <laughs> the movie that she was in, but she did enjoy herself. Right. And uh, this is the first collab between Sandler and Aniston, who uh, have known each other for 20 years. Uh, before either of them became famous, can you believe that? Mm. Um, do you want to know why? How they met, Jeremy? Uh, how? Through some mutual friends and shared meals together. They met through some mutual friends and shared meals together. Is what That's IMDb pretty, says. It's pretty good. Are we Not talking bad. breakfast? Talking lunch? Huh. A little more specifics. She used to watch him perform at the Improv. And she attended his wedding in 03. Wow. Man, Sandler's wedding must have been nuts. I bet that was fun, man. You have had comedians from all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, Danny, buh, 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 buh. Dave Matthews' character name is a friendly nod to Ian Maxtone Graham, the Simpsons writer and producer who co-wrote the first version of the Hanukkah song, with Adam Sandler. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, you know, if we were really uh, doing this podcast properly, Jeremy, and honestly, if maybe if we had a few more Patreon subscribers, we could be recording this episode on location at the Hilton's Waldorf Astoria Grand Wiley <laughs> in Wileya, Maui. Where they I the would movie. love to. 
I accept. Do you think that that hotel has like pictures or something, mm-hmm. like framed photos of the production? I bet you they do. I bet you like um, on there's a. I bet you like when you walk into the hotel, instead of like you know big curtains and big banners, it's just a lot of Sandler statues and stuff. Sure. Like they kind of worship him there. Hey, what's a what's a film location that you have never been to? A that film you just location? Love to, yeah, a location. Like, if you could visit a location from any movie. Oh, wow. Or TV show. I guess, like, you know how, like, in England, there's, like, those, like, cobblestone streets and, like, old cottage houses? Like, a movie like um, Hot Fuzz is kind of set in a town like that. Sure. Yeah, I'd like to go there. That's a good one. A cozy. I want to go to that huge, like, ancient monastery that Ace Ventura <laughs> okay, does, yeah. puts the slinky down. Right, that's, <laughs> in that's the beginning good. of Ace Ventura too. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Anyway, huh. um, well, the trivia for this movie is about as um, titillating as you might imagine. It sucks. Which is not very. <laughs> oh, nah, nah, that's not interesting. Um, original titles included Holiday in Hawaii and Pretend Wife. Oh, I like I gotta pretend say Pretend wife. wife is a good idea. Yeah, Pretend Wife would have definitely set the tone for this a little better. Although, Just Go With It is not a bad title for what this movie is. No. No, I think it's an alright. I think it's an alright title. Um, well, Jeremy, let's, let's get into this, because a lot happens in this movie. We're probably gonna... This is probably gonna be another two-hour episode um right yeah <laughs> if i you know i'm guessing yes but i can i can do three max i got i'm i'm i have a hard out at three hours okay great so, yeah for uh, me i have 19... a hard out in 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll meet in the middle yeah. uh meet in the middle somewhere uh in 1988 danny Maccabee, adam sandler a 22 year old man leaves his wedding night uh, right before the ceremony, after learning that his fiance Veruca is cheating on him, and is only marrying him because he is going to be a wealthy cardiologist. What do you think of Sandler's schnoz in this? He's so, he's got so like intense. the joke is he has like a huge nose. It almost looks like digitally enhanced. Like it doesn't yeah. look like a practical makeup or something. <laughs> Who knows, man? It might be. It 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 to me it looked he he's definitely got a nice Muppet face going on. Like, this is the yeah. this is the closest I think a human has come to looking like an actual Muppet. Is what that knows. Yeah, it's pretty bonkers. Um yeah. I was kind of hoping he would continue having the nose throughout the movie cuz you yeah. get some There's good jokes yeah, there's <laughs> Uh yeah, Sandler is um and continues to be, and will always continue, and will always be sort of obsessed with looks and weight, and and ugly people. You know what I mean? Like he's always making jokes about other people's looks and his own looks, and you know, um, it's something he just finds really funny. Is to like cut away to a person who just looks really gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. 
Well, he's drinking, uh, while he's drinking alone at a bar, a beautiful young woman walks in and sits next to Danny. This doesn't make any sense, by the way. So she's rude to him initially, expecting him to hit on her like all the other guys and notices he has a ring, takes a chance in making, taking a chance in making a fake sob story about his wife. Danny ends up sleeping with her. Yeah, this makes no sense. You're right. No, it makes no sense. Yeah. It's weird. It's um, like it's like a, a a wedding ring is uh signals to people that you are taken, that you are you're in a relationship. Um so yeah, I I, I guess I do I have maybe heard of people doing stuff like this where they'll use their wedding ring, they'll use themselves being married as a way to like you know, make women feel safe and then sort of lure, yeah, well, lure them into a sense of security. <laughs> yeah, that's a little messed up. And then, like, sleep with them, which is what he does. Yeah. Yeah, that that's his whole game. So he's a, he's a douchebag, which is fine. That's not a bad thing for a character to be. You know right. what I mean? Like, <clears throat> if he's especially if we're to assume, oh, it's a romantic comedy, he's going to start out like a womanizer, like a douchebag, and he's going to end up... Um, changing over time sure um 23 years later danny now 45 is a successful plastic surgeon in los angeles who feigns being in in an unhappy marriage to get women as well as avoid romantic commitment that may lead to more heartbreak uh the only woman aware of his schemes is his office manager assistant and friend Catherine murphy a.k.a. Jennifer Aniston, uh, a divorced mother of two. Yeah. I got to so, say, by the way, <laughs> most it, it, this is the most unprofessional uh, medical environment I've ever right, seen. Right, I mean, <laughs> it is a plastic surgery office, so I, I was kind of going with it. I was like, yeah, those places are kind of sleazy, a little scum, scummy. Yeah. Now, um, that, now that you mention it, every time I've gotten plastic surgery, they ha- mm-hmm. it has been pretty casual yeah they always slap your ass on the way out (laughs) yeah yeah but like here my my problem with this setup is that jennifer aniston is absolutely one of the most beautiful women on the planet there's no way he didn't notice that she was beautiful like there's no way that like he's gonna notice it later when he sees her in a bathing suit like it just drove me nuts like She's more interesting looking already than, you know, Brooklyn Decker. They can't put enough white coats and glasses on Jennifer Aniston to fool me. Sorry, pal. She's pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, she's uh, almost... Jennifer Aniston is one of those people that looks so, like, perfect mm-hmm. that it's almost not, like... my My years of, like... Uh, just being uh, existing as myself have just conditioned me to like not even think of her as being attractive because there's just no possible chance right. that someone who's that beautiful would be interested in me. She's like at that level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And me too, pal. And we're kind of sad guys together in that way. But I do think, like, I'm I'm not buying this premise right away. This this there was tr- there was trouble afoot. This is the right. first time he I know He had to have seen the TV show Friends at some point. At some point, right? Even a commercial yeah. for Friends. And she 
probably doesn't need the money if she had been in Friends. You right. Know I mean? She was doing this probably pro bono. A lot of plot. I'm I'm gonna have to make an entry to the uh, s- the the goofs section yeah, of goof the section IMDb. In IMDb. Yeah, like how did he not know she was in Friends? <laughs> At a party, Danny tends to a kid's knee scrape, uh, removing his ring to treat the wound. Shortly after, he meets Palmer, uh, a young sixth grade math teacher, who he hits it off with immediately. The next morning, after spending the night on the beach together, it dawns on her that Danny is married after she finds a wedding ring in his pocket. Uh, she leaves upset that he cheated on his wife with her. Yeah, so this also drove me absolutely nuts because, like, just finding a ring in someone's pocket does not mean they're married. Like, yeah. I would have just gone, like, are you married? And then Sandler would have said, like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is going on here? Like, how does he not just explain right away? Or even at that point, take the opportunity to be like, oh, yeah, um, I found that. Or, oh, yeah, that that was mine. Or I used to be married, and I still keep it on me sometimes because it makes me feel safe. I mean, there's just so many things he could have said. Yeah. It's... Um... <laughs> Definitely uh, just not a realistic reaction. It really isn't. Um, also, the idea of, like, meeting someone in, like, they both presumably have, like, apartments or something. Or he has a ha- he's, like, a plastic surgeon or whatever. Yeah. For them to spend the night on the beach doesn't sound very comfortable to me. Yeah, no, not really. But, I mean, <laughs> that that was more believable i guess <laughs> than like yeah. then like immediately she's like how dare you it's like ma'am you don't have all the information like you haven't even tried to get information <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right uh instead of telling her the truth danny tells her that she he is getting divorced from a woman named devlin uh because she cheated on him with a man named dolph lundgren uh when palmer Insists on meeting Devlin. Danny asks Catherine to pose as Devlin, which she ultimately agrees to. Yeah. Uh, A lot of these lies, by the way, Sandler does in this movie, are Uh uh, revolve around names. It's like he can't come up with any good names to save his life. He's like, (laughs) uh, 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 Devlin, and she's married to Dolph uh, Lundgren. And uh, the kid's name is Kiki Poo Poo, and the the boy's name is Shabalabalabadu. It's just like Bart. It's like, what are you talking? Like, just say John and Rachel. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Or use their real names. It doesn't. It's a lie anyway. <laughs> I had a uh, when I lived in L.A. I went to I I went to a uh, I had, took a pilot writing class. Um, from someone, uh, you, you and I had taken a class from him before mm-hmm. and, uh, he, he, so we had to like write, write a pilot. So we were like writing a pilot and we had to like, I remember at one point early on in like one of the early classes, we had to like, you know, write like a list of characters and, you know, write some, you know, basic starting points for, and like ideas for the stories and stuff. And uh, he kind of like read through them all and uh, was going to sort of give us notes during the next class. And like the first thing he said uh, for the next class was, 
not every character has to be named something like unique like just call people like he was like (laughs) like he was visibly angry uh that that like uh you know people were naming their characters like uh jasmine and stuff like just call people like kayla and dave or whatever right and i was thinking about it and i was like well He's probably right. Like he he pr- read like ten scripts of like aspiring you know TV writers. Probably read a bunch of super ridiculous like creative or like silly names or whatever. Anyway, right. I don't know where I was. Right? Going with no, that. no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very funny. Like the idea that you know uh, everyone has to be named something like you know. Like, uh, like blaze. Yeah. Or like, uh, I used to do that though. And now I like think about that moment when I'm writing stuff now and thinking of character names and I'm like, yeah, this guy can just be called Dave and it like wouldn't matter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Catherine then meets with Danny and Palmer and gives them her bre- blessing. This is crazy, by the way, this whole like setup. To like, okay, so he meets this woman who thinks that he's married and her like way of getting peace of mind about whether or not he's lying is to meet the woman that he might be married to. Yeah. Over dinner. (laughs) Yeah, absolute chaos. And also... Another another thing that I wasn't really, oh man. Okay, yeah. I I I feel like I'm just kind of picking on the movie, but like the character of Palmer Dodge is supposed to be like a 23 year old woman. What 23 year old woman do you know in your right mind wants to go through all of this hassle to date a guy like Adam Sandler's character? Yeah, like. She would sooner just be like, nah, screw it. Like, I don't want to... No, we're done. I'm not going to see you anymore. Like, I'll I'll date one of the other hundreds of people available. Like, uh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Like, I just don't get why I go through all this hassle. And this dinner is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is funny, though. I will I will admit that the some of the Jennifer... An- Jennifer Aniston is pretty funny in this movie. Yeah. Say. Yeah. And again, I think their chemistry is really good. Um, after hearing Catherine talking on the phone with her kids, Palmer assumes that her kids are Danny's as well. Danny then privately meets with Catherine's kids, Maggie and Michael, to get them to play along and give them... Uh, gives them aliases of Kiki D and Bart, respectively. Uh, Palmer meets the kids at a play center where Maggie has adopted a fake British accent uh, and Michael acts very morosely. Uh, They blackmail Danny in front of Palmer to take them all uh, to Hawaii at the airport. They are all supposed to be uh, surprised by Danny's goofball cousin, Eddie, Nick Swartzen, who has adopted an Australian disguise as Dolph Lundgren because he is running from his ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend. Uh, To maintain the lies, Danny and Catherine are forced to bring him along. So crazy. 
Like, yeah. uh, like what we're to assume about this person, Palmer Dodge, like this Brooklyn Decker, is not only is she young, she's the dumbest person who's ever lived <laughs> on the entire planet. Also, Nick Swartzen, this is, okay, so this is where, like, we've already gotten Nick Swartzen being kind of a pervert weirdo at the office. Now he's playing this Dolph Lundgren guy, and he's like, he's just like in X Games mode with saying the most disgusting weird unfunny sexual humor you've ever heard in your life like it's all schwitzel and and johnson and you know oh yes i love i love being with her she makes my like basically she makes my penis hard it's like all the jokes that he says and i'm like i don't know what did you think of his character eddie sims um yeah i thought he was stupid like it was like a stupid (laughs) character I do think some of the like physical stuff, like Nick Swartzen's really good with the, the the facial expressions and stuff. Um, so I didn't I didn't like not laugh at him at all. But I do think you're right. It, it was not it's not his finest uh, performance or character by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, you know who uh, wasn't doing a lot of uh, big facial expressions in this film was Kevin Nealon. He was playing a guy whose face was pretty much frozen <laughs> because of yeah. all of his <laughs> plastic surgeries. At the resort in Hawaii, uh, Danny tells Eddie that he is considering asking Palmer to marry him. Catherine and Danny also run into real-life Devlin Adams, Nicole Kidman, and her husband, Ian Maxstone Jones, Dave Matthews. Uh, because of Catherine and Devlin's longtime rivalry, Catherine introduces Danny as her husband rather than admitting she is a single mother. Over time, Catherine is impressed by Danny and his way with kids. Uh, Catherine again runs into Devlin, who invites her and Danny out to dinner. Eddie agrees to take Palmer out to dinner so that Danny can go with Catherine since he is supposed to be a sheep salesman. Yeah, this was stupid. I forgot about the sheep salesman thing. Uh, Eddie's cover is nearly blown when he is forced to save the life of an actual sheep who choked toy whistle. (laughs) I got to say, though, like answering the phone in the shower thing or talking on the phone in the shower really bothered me. (laughs) (laughs) Did that bother you at all? Yeah, you you shouldn't do that for many reasons. (laughs) Yeah, but also just like, no, but that doesn't, you just, that's like basic <laughs> human understanding is just, you don't bring an electronic device into, yeah. a, you know, a water area. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, how long are you taking a shower for? You can call him back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, at dinner, Devlin asks Danny and Catherine to tell each other what they admire most about each other, and as Danny and Catherine talk, they start to feel a connection. Later, when Palmer and Eddie return from their dinner date, Palmer suggests that she and Danny get married now since a drunken Eddie told her about Danny's plans of engagement. Uh, Danny and Catherine are both surprised by her proposition, but Danny agrees uh, Danny later calls Catherine regarding his confusion, but Catherine says that she will be taking a job in New York City mm-hmm. to get a fresh start. The classic, uh, you know, th- three quarters, you know, whatever you want to call it, act the uh, the act two break here, 
every oh, every yeah. time and every rom com it is that they were gonna they, they're as far away from each other as they ever could be at this point. You know, the two that will inevitably end up together. Yes. Um, let's see here. The next day, Palmer confronts Catherine and about Danny's feelings for her, which Catherine dismisses. Catherine then runs into Devlin at a bar and admits that she pretended to be married to Danny to avoid embarrassment. Uh, Devlin confesses that she is divorcing Ian because he is gay and also that he did not invent the iPod, but rather made his money by suing the Los Angeles Dodgers after getting hit by a foul ball. That is so sick. Uh, I'm more <laughs> I'm more impressed by the second thing, <laughs> that he sued the Dodgers <laughs> for getting hit yeah. by a foul ball. That is That's amazing. Crazy. Catherine confides in Devlin about being in love with Danny, but Danny shows up behind her. She's uh, saying that he is not marrying Palmer and that he is deeply in love with Catherine. Meanwhile, on the plane ride back to the mainland, Palmer meets a professional tennis player uh, who shares her interests. Sometime later, Danny and Catherine get married. Yes. I'm really surprised that... Uh, Palmer didn't end up with Eddie. Like, yeah, that's how that. This, I feel like that's how that usually goes, right? In like yes. the movie, I think yeah. that would have been a better. Um, yeah, you're right. That is how it normally would would go, especially in a Sandler movie. Yeah, well, actually, even in a Dennis Dugan movie, like I believe in Saving Silverman, isn't it Steve Zahn who ends up with Amanda Peet? All <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, like the friend ends up with the the problematic girlfriend or whatever, whoever the character is, you know, the one that they don't end up with the main character. Anyways. Well, Jeremy, <laughs> did, should we just say right now four out of four and end the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, we should just give this one a four. Just just to just to inject a little chaos into our ranking system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what would you give it out of four Chucky Freckles? I'm going to give it a 1.75. Okay. Um, yeah, I like this one a 0.25 less than Grown Ups. So this is the you don't mess with the Zohan score for me. This is the click score. Um, so not, not again, not super bad. Not like, not off the charts low. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like hate hate this movie. Um, I I just you know I just didn't think it. W- I, again, the humor just made me uncomfortable. A lot of the humor just really didn't work for me. It just made me feel uncomfortable. I think it was a lot of the stuff that was a non funny s- sexual joke set around children. Mm. Like here's the thing: is like if it was a funny sexual joke set around children, <laughs> I'm on board, baby. But they was it wasn't funny. It was like it was literally Nick Swartzen saying stuff like, "Oh yeah, uh, I, I'd like to see her with like a dental floss bathing suit." Am I right, guys? And then people being like, "Ah ha ha, don't say that around the kids." And and yeah. what is the theater? Are they supposed to be rolling on the floor laughing at that? Like, what? How funny it could that joke that we've heard a million times be? It's just. It was it was very lazy riffing. It just didn't make any, it did it didn't do a lot for me. And, and I think that's the, that's this movie's greatest sin is that it's not 
it's just not that funny. And like, uh, but that being said, there's a lot of actually good positive things about this movie. I think Nicole Kidman and, and Dave Matthews are great. I actually think Rachel Dredge is great. Kevin Nealon's great. Jennifer Aniston is great. Adam Sandler is not at his best, but he's not bad in this. I don't, I don't think he deserved a raspberry, a golden raspberry award for this, uh, acting wise anyway. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my complicated thoughts about just go with it. Remind me of the score you gave it. 1.75. 1.75. Okay. Um, yeah. I it, This movie just reeks of like, to me, just reeks of like cash grab kind of, to be honest. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, or not even a cash grab, but just like, yeah, we know this people will eat this up because it's like, Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler together. Um, I don't know. Uh, it also sort of, to me, uh, sort of give it like the benefit of the doubt in that I don't know that this movie, I don't know that like the Sandler style of comedy totally lends itself, especially this era, totally lends itself to like a true rom-com. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain amount of like, disbelief that you have to suspend with like a Sandler movie and I think a lot of like good rom-coms are are believable and and real Um, whereas I don't think that this movie is in a few different ways Uh, but I don't know don't like this movie that much it is I I think back to the time I was watching the last you know, the end of it with my family though. And we were having a good time. I think it was something entertaining on, on, on the TV to watch for 20 minutes or whatever. Um, so that's a plus, <laughs> I guess I'll give it a, <laughs> I'll give it a 1.75 as well. There you go. Yeah. So next week we are going back to the, uh, Scorsese's. And this is the part of the show where we stall while I (laughs) type in uh, Scorsese filmography. I believe we're watching the big documentary, the big bad documentary on our friend, George Harrison. Yes. Is it living in a material world? It's a, no, I believe it is like a virgin. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) classic the other madonna song yeah no um yeah i, I think that might be it living in a material you know what it's called living 2011 so this is okay. yeah okay okay yeah because that came out same year as hugo yeah that makes sense um cool well Watch that movie for next time and uh, sign up for that Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. I say it all the time, but uh, this is the best year to sign up. It really is. It's, uh, or, you know, it's uh, s- summer horror, freaking horror movies in October. Um, what do we do in November? Oh, November is going to be uh, Blartvember. Yeah, Blartvember. I've already watched it once, like an idiot. Uh, I I'm gonna say this. I'm I'm going out on a limb, Jeremy. I'm calling this Blartvember Part One. 
assuming that there will probably be a second part at some point. Well, there's a second movie, so... Well, no, but we're going to cover both Blart movies in November, but I, what I'm saying is maybe another November in the future. Right. You know. Who knows? Yeah, November if, there is become, a, if there is another November, right? I mean, it's pretty... There's an uh, unprecedented I mean, heat wave in L.A. right now. It might, yeah, might all be these melted. These people are driving cars these days. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ease off the gas pedal, my friends. Um... Yeah, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Uh, it's a great time. Rate and review us on iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts, rather, if you like us. And if you don't, don't do that. And just stop listening. Uh, <laughs> and follow us on Twitter at HubieHalloween1. That's good. Norma, I'll see you in my dreams.